friends. I've taken a few days to let the dust settle before making this video. I have this concept that I teach called the authenticity green light test that's all about the energy and the intention behind a piece of content so that it comes off the right way. That it's still real and vulnerable but not um you know like we've all seen those vague Facebook statuses that you know are directed towards like an ex-boyfriend while they're upset or something. I want to make sure that this video still showed me being real while also telling my story and then honestly, my feelings were hurt. You've probably been told that content is key to growing your business, right? There are so many experts who spend a ton of time cranking out incredible content consistently and yet they're broke. See, there's a huge difference in growing your following and growing your income. How do you create content in a way that actually gets you paid over and over again? Like turning every video into an army of salesmen that deliver your perfectly crafted message around the world, around the clock, perpetually, forever. I'm Marley Jacks, and you're listening to The VIP Code. I love what I do and I'm proud of my work ethic and my morals and I learned a lot of that from watching my parents who also run a business. Um, they own a hockey league which I know is very Canadian of my family but I grew up watching them run this league and always knew that the hockey players loved them for the opportunity they provided to play this game. Uh, their employees, the, the timekeepers, the referees loved working for my parents. It's a it's a well-run business and sometimes I would like answer the phone and their employees or their players who I didn't know, I was just a kid, uh, knew me and they'd be like, oh hi Marley, how's school? How are you? How's singing lessons? Can I talk to your mom or dad? They cared about our family because my parents cared about theirs and cared about them being able to play a good old game of hockey. Um, and it wasn't until <laughs> when I was in university I was at a party and some guys heard my last name and they were like, wait a minute, is Rainier your dad? And I was like, uh, yeah. And they were like, dude, your dad is so cool. His mustache is so legendary. It is. He's such a good goalie. He is. Oh my God, the hockey league, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my dad is way cooler than I am. <laughs> I had no idea. I, I once read this story too from uh, one of Walt Disney's biographies about how his daughters, when they were young, one day asked him, Dad, are you the Walt Disney? Like they, they know their dad is Walt Disney, but they're hearing at school or wherever that like Disney and movies and the park and they're like, wait a minute, that's my, is that my dad? Like that's how I kind of felt with my dad in that moment too. I always knew that he ran this hockey league. Like my memories, my, my parents were hands-on, present, loving, like they were busy. They had stress. I saw the ups and downs of running a business while still having a nine to five job, both of them in nine to five jobs and the business and balancing work and family. But my dad, he would work at his government job from nine to five. He'd be with us, the family, dinner, play, whatever, until us kids went to bed. And then he would work on the hockey league, like some nights until 2 a.m. and then sleep, get up in the morning, have breakfast with us, take me and my brother to school and do it all over again. So this man that these college guys were so thrilled about was my dad, my dad. I mean, 
with the legendary mustache and also being a good hockey player was the face of the business. And then my mom uh, was more of the admin behind the scenes, managing the, the employees and like, you, oh, my mom, you get on the phone with her and everyone falls in love with her. <laughs> She's so funny too. Like she'll quote Anchorman and movies like a champ. Just anyway, that's besides the point. This is where I learned how I wanted to conduct myself in business. Like being a positive influence, bringing together a community, appreciating the team around you, uh, being generous with pay and gifts and bonuses. It was never about the money. It was about the people. It was about being good, about building something that you can be proud of with the people that you love that are also part of that culture. And recently I was informed that my name has been thrown around in some rumors that attack my authenticity and my values. And the rumors are absolutely not true. And unfortunately, I know some of the people who are talking, which was another blow and a lesson for me, but that's not what this video is about. In my authenticity green light test, there are several questions that you go through to, um, you know, get the green light that you're ready to share this content. Uh, some of those that I asked myself before hitting record on this was, who is this content for? What's the intention behind this content? And are you emotionally charged in any way? Which isn't a, a good or bad thing. It's just important to be aware of. Emotion can be good, but you just need to know where you're at and if it aligns with the intention. So this video is for anyone who's curious, whether it's about my story or about the rumors, no judgment. This video is for anyone who is also in the hustle of building a business. This video is for anyone who can learn from my experience. And please learn from me do better. <laughs> I have many mentors that I look to too, to learn from their experience so that I can do better. This video is for entrepreneurs who have a goal to grow their business, no matter what milestone or goal or how many commas is the dream. This video is not for the people who were overnight successes that didn't get any bumps and bruises along the way of growing their business. And if that's you, gosh, I am so happy for you, but this video will just probably be boring to you since you've perfected the art of launching with success on the first try. <laughs> That's not my story. Last year, 2019, I made some mistakes in my business. Uh, we were doing well with our video service, which is anywhere from $2,500 to $10,000 a month per client. So we had high ticket video services ongoing, but with a service, you also have lower profit margins because of the expenses to fulfill. Um, the service also required me to travel a lot to my clients. So for two years in a row, I spent more time away from home than at home. This year will be the first Thanksgiving in three years that I'll actually be with my family. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> um, also, being high ticket, people would come to us wanting our service and needing help, but it not being within their price range. So I set out to learn how to provide other offers that were more affordable for our clients and also more scalable for the business. Uh, I hired coaches. I studied the perfect webinar formula. I hired more contractors on my team to build this. We ran lots of Facebook ads. And I remember the first webinar I did. Like, I'm used to being on camera. I film lots of videos, but like performing in front of a live webinar audience, knowing that I'm trying to give them value, I'm trying to break their false beliefs and show them a new opportunity, while also my team is like, we've put our blood, sweat, and tears, and money into this, and we want to see it work. So I'm in the webinar, and I'm like, nauseous. But I'm also like, I know that this offer is amazing. Like I built it, it's my baby. Of course I think my baby is beautiful and perfect and it's amazing. 
but the market doesn't care how much I love it. They have to love it too. And it's my job to learn how to market it so they believe in it as much as I do. So our first webinar ends, nothing. No sales, no applications, nothing. Okay, that's fine. Russell says to keep doing webinars every week till you get it converting, just keep going, tweak it, learn from it and move on. Second week, also nothing. Third week, also nothing. I just remember that like, in my stomach like I am spending so much money in Facebook ads and for my team's expenses like I have part of the team that's fulfilling for our existing clients and then we have the other part of the team who's also working on trying to get this to work and our reserves are dwindling and I was paying for my team like I was paying them well more than I could afford I just didn't know and I love these people I needed them I thought eventually we'd hit it and, and it would all pay off. We're just one funnel away. But then all of our money was gone. But I believed in my baby. I believed in my team. I believed in my work ethic. And I knew that if I put my mind to anything, I've always pulled through in the past. It's just a matter of time. Just keep learning, keep adjusting, keep going. Well, what I also kept doing is I kept dipping into my line of credit to keep this afloat. But I'm like running out of room to breathe and I'm like near drowning. Our attempts didn't work on the first try, the second try, the third try, or the 17th try. I was in Alex Sharfman's program, which I cannot speak highly enough about. Alex has changed my life in so many ways. He has been there for me through everything, my relationships, my health, my financial struggle, my business breaking and rebuilding. Oh, love that man. In Alex's program, I learned about CEO metrics and knowing my revenue and my expenses, all my numbers, and in my mind, I justified the debt that this was just investing in myself. This was all gonna pay off one day. This was me paying tuition to learn this stuff. Like I didn't, I didn't get a business degree like some people do. They go, they go to school, they come out with school loans. But every month that this didn't work, I was going in the hole like 10 to $20,000 a month. Keep in mind, we still had great revenue depending on um, if we got a new client that month uh, that we'd bring in, like from all of 2018 to 2009, mid 2019, we were sometimes, we were like always between 40 to sometimes $80,000 months. It would fluctuate depending on if we got a new client, if that client would pay in full. Um, one month we had two new clients pay in full on top of our monthly revenue and we had like $140,000 revenue that month. Like we did, we still had revenue guys. But back to the story, I was bleeding, I was drowning, everything was on fire. And I finally admitted, I can't do this much longer. So I reached out to Alex. And I remember it was an evening on a weekend. Bless that man. And I think he was on vacation too. Bless that man times infinity. He got on the phone with me. We went back and forth over Voxer for hours. And it was painful. But we came up with a plan. The first plan was to stop the bleed. I had three contracted team members that I was paying a lot of money to. More than I could afford. Uh, more than I should have agreed to knowing the reality of my numbers. But I believe that they were worth every penny. I loved them. My team is like my family, but I, I couldn't afford, couldn't afford it. If I let go of those three team members, my revenue and expenses would immediately be right side up again. That was the hardest part. I, I got on the phone with them. I tried to keep on like a strong face while telling them, well, I was dying inside. I, but I had to tell them 
keep hanging out. I love these people. I visited their homes. I had dinners with them. I played with their kids. Like, I had relationships with them. And now I had to tell them that I couldn't pay them anymore. That was hard. I still think of that day, April 8th, the worst day. Then I also had to go back to my team and tell them why I had to let these three go, what the plan was moving forward. And I was worried that some other team members might go, well, this sounds unstable, I'm out. But thank God they believed in me. They believed in the direction of our business and they stayed and they stayed in the trenches with me. And that loyalty encouraged me and gave me hope. Um, I still had stress and anxiety because now I'd continue with a leaner team, now with a profit margin so I could breathe again, kind of. <laughs> I then moved on to take sales, take over the sales myself, which I was not good at. I remember spending much of the daytime, like nine to five doing sales calls, and then in the evening fulfilling on the existing client work, like working on the business and in the business, working like long, exhausting days to the point where I'm like in tears, like frustrated, grinding it out, trying to make it work. Oh. But here's, um, here's two amazing things that happened, like my fork in the road here. I was frustrated, I was hitting a wall, I had to find a different way. So number one, Although I was exhausted, I was seeing things in my business that I hadn't seen before. I was on the phone speaking directly with my target audience. I was hearing the language that they were speaking, hearing from them the exact pain points they had and hearing what they needed, which helped me to evolve my language in how I was communicating with them since now I was starting to understand them better. Uh, number two. <laughs> I was not doing well with these sales. I still wasn't converting well. And now looking back, I can see where the offer was off, the messaging was off, uh, and also my sales pitch was like verbal vomiting. <laughs> so um, I reached out to peers, friends for support. In Inner Circle, I presented my issue. I got lots of great feedback on how I needed to reposition it. I remember getting on calls with friends one-on-one, -on -one, uh, like Dave Lindemom, Josh Latimer, Anissa Holmes. They were all so supportive and gave me great advice and showed me what they were doing that was working and just gave me suggestions. But uh, Sean Malone and Chris Baden came in, my heroes. Uh, they actually have a, a program, Sales Ascenders, where they teach sales, they build sales teams, and they are like absolute beasts in sales. So as friends, they got on a call with me, told me about some great sales books to buy, they looked at my entire pitch. They uh, kindly, lovingly tore it apart. They looked at my offer. They looked at the client pain points and they were like, this is easy, we can help you. But we both knew that I couldn't afford to join their program. But something that I've asked myself when I've had that thought, like I can't afford to, I ask myself, can I afford not to? Here's what happened next. Chris and Sean, who are just damn good people, they love me, they believe in me. They did another strategy call with me. I had a, a pitch coming up that I knew could be a big one if I got it right. So we did an intensive all about that. I had, I had fear around what to charge, how to pitch it, what to say, how to price it, like how to do the follow-up. They gave me the whole plan. They gave me confidence, they gave me permission. I got on that sales call and sold a $15,000 package. Paid in full, upfront. Three amazing things happened here. Number one, holy smokes, it worked money in the bank. Number two, they helped me make money before I ever paid them. So this now gave me the money now to be able to join their program. Number three, this offer, a few months later, I repackaged and pitched and landed Damon John as a client. 
that was the beginning of me learning how to sell better in my business and how to create the offers based on what my audience really wanted and needed. <sighs> so it, that was in April that I had let go of those three employees to stop the bleed um, and rebuild, thanks to Alex Sharpen. I don't know what I would have done without him. The rest of April and May, I hustled learning how to sell. By July, we had our first $100,000 month with 40,000 of that being profit. August, I had $140,000 month again with profit. And guys, this isn't something that I've ever hidden or lied about. I've shared this story on several podcasts, including my own. Last year, I did three or four episodes on Alex Sharfin's podcast, sharing this whole story as it was happening which is where I'm guessing some of this information has come to light and been confusing because how could Marley have debt but still have a Two Comma Club award? Because the Two Comma Club award is about revenue, not about profit. And listen, it might sound backwards, but I am so grateful for that experience. Like, for, for many things that may seem negative in life. Like, you know, some people might say, I can't believe you got divorced. Listen. I am grateful for that relationship. It's painful that it's ended, but I get a second shot at a better relationship and to learn from it so I can be a better partner. And now in my relationships, they're happier because I also know myself better. But you gotta sit through the rain to see the rainbow. You gotta do the work to get the result. I've done a ton of therapy and I'm proud of it. This is gonna sound weird, but I'm kind of glad for my experience that, that I had earning my first two comic club award. It wasn't really profitable, but it made me see where I needed to learn. It was an opportunity for me to learn my numbers. So now, because it was so painful, look at how much more capable I am of earning profit now. If you don't take the time to learn, to crack that code, your weaknesses won't turn into strengths. Isn't that why you hire people? and you wanna learn from them because they've overcome the obstacles that you're trying to overcome too? Russell, Russell Brunson has shared his story of like the IRS after him uh, with the money that he owed and the launches that didn't work and having to let go of his entire team. How Brent and John stuck with him, stayed by him, believed in him. They learned, they grew, now look where they are and how many people they've been able to reach with ClickFunnels and teach how to earn money in their businesses that then causes a huge ripple effect of people impacted from every individual, their businesses, every individual customer of that business. Like massive, thank God for those lessons. And for Russell and the whole team and their work ethic and their purpose and their mission, I know my life wouldn't be the same. Maybe I'd still be a dental hygienist. I wasn't a very good one. I just told them stories all day. <laughs> Alex Sharfin talks about how he lost everything, even shares that excruciatingly emotional, painful moment of taking Katie's wedding ring off of her finger because they had to sell everything. And then within, I don't know um, the exact time frame, but like, I don't know, 18 months or something, within were liquid millionaires, heroes of the foreclosure crisis, being recognized by, I think it's the White House or something, for creating the solution that, I don't remember the exact words he used, but like put the country ahead, like seven years of the damage and the crisis management that they could have gone through. Aren't those the people you wanna learn from? 
They're the people that I learn from, that I love and trust and align with their values, that I appreciate their experiences and their highs and lows because I know that whatever obstacles I face, I have people who I can learn from to help me overcome them. Okay, let me just breathe for a second. Um, you know the saying of like, you don't tell a baby like when they're learning how to walk after they've fallen down so many times, you're not like, you'll never get up, you'll never be able to walk, you're never gonna do this. Don't discredit the ones who have done it. Financing a two comma club award, I'm not exactly sure what that means. If it's implying that I bought a million dollars of my own services through my own funnel, absolutely did not happen. That's all I'll say about that, it's not true. And listen, for anyone, for the people who have that goal to earn the two comma club award, here's how I've looked at it and would encourage you to consider the same. Look at it as encouragement rather than reward. One of the other things that you're asked on the application is they ask if you've earned this with 40 or more transactions. Why do they ask that? My belief, the belief that I operate from is that the transformation is in the transaction. It means that you've made an impact. You're entering people's homes and hearts and minds and businesses. The goal was never to hit a million, cross the finish line and never play the game again. You hit the target, you move the target further and you learn to go at it again with a different speed, with new resources. When you can make a profit, you reinvest it to build your team, to build your movement, to make a bigger impact, to reach more people. For me, that reinvestment was to learn new strategies to make my business more impactful, more scalable, and it didn't work for several months. And after some time, I made the choice to dip into my line of credit to keep running my business. I went into debt over it. That's a lesson learned. I didn't go to business, to business school and get a degree in this. A lot of us didn't. It's not a requirement. But I considered this the tuition that I paid to learn how to build a business and then make it profitable and then overcome the debt. It takes serious commitment, some cojones, to earn a million dollars in revenue, regardless of how much that is in profit. Sitting around talking about your plans or launching a business or whatever, to get that first 10,000, then 100,000, then a million in revenue, you are putting yourself on the line. You are risking everything you have. You are working your butt off for it. It's not always profit at the beginning. That's what happens in the first few years. That's what happens with a startup. That's why the Two Comic Club is so exciting for anyone who ever earns it. I am proud that I was able to earn a million in revenue. I'm proud of my work ethic and my morals and my values that I learned observing my parents as business owners. And I learned from the mentors that I have hired and that I look to and the friends, my peers. Listen, no matter where you go in your business, you may have people who try to bring you down or start to, try to start rumors. There are probably people talking shit right now. It doesn't matter. Sometimes I hear the, the gossip or the lies or the rumors. I'm like, well, whoever came up with that one, that's some creative energy you should put into your business, into your content. Why don't you come to my event, Content Machine Live, to learn how to turn content into cash flow instead of drama? I'm kidding. Kind of. I don't know a single entrepreneur who had overnight success and got things right on the first try. If that is you, oh my gosh, I am so proud of you. If that isn't you, 
I'm rooting for you, no matter who you are. You don't have to like me. Totally okay. Unfollow me. I won't lose sleep over it. I spent enough of my life trying to make relationships work around me that were not in alignment, and that's okay. It doesn't make them wrong. It doesn't make me right. It just means that while that relationship isn't present, I can still have love for them at a distance. Did I finance my award? No. Did I invest in the people, the mentors, the education? Yes, absolutely. The level you vibrate on is going to attract, it's going to be the level you attract. Consider that in the future, whenever you're looking at where you want to invest your money, your time, your energy, and keep going. I love you, even if I don't know you, even if I do, even if we haven't spoken in a while, or if we've stopped speaking, I'm rooting for you. Thanks so much for listening to the VIP Code Podcast. Do you have a question that you'd like me to answer raw and uncut on the podcast? All you need to do is head over to Apple Podcasts and do three simple things. First, leave a rating and review telling me what you think about the podcast. And in that review, ask anything you want related to YouTube, video marketing, or content generation. And if you want to shout out, leave your Instagram handle or name. That's all. Then listen in to hear your question answered on the next Q&A episode. Join us next time on the VIP Code Podcast.